0: Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel.
1: Mike Ackie, Medical Ministries, in this morning. We are going to talk about uh, their work in the community, but also, more importantly, and uh, focusing on... Coldest day of the year that uh, is uh, going to take place again in uh, February this year, and we'll get into all of that in just a second. Megan Cotter is here. Jill Clare is here from uh, Micah. Good morning, both of you. Good morning, morning. Doesn't seem possible that it's a year later and we're talking about it. it was about a, about a year ago this time that you both came in and sort of laid out the uh, laid out the whole program. And uh, was it ever a success last year? Yeah. Just in, in a whole lot of ways, success however you want to measure it.
2: Yeah, you're telling us. Last year, we were the
3: highest fundraising organization in the country, um, the highest fundraising fundraising organization in the history of coldest night of the year for a first year, and we had the highest individual amount fundraised by a ten year old kid. So we like blew different benchmarks out of the water last year.
1: That is amazing. I did not know that that yeah. you, all of those. I know that knew that the number was was impressive to the 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 organizers but i didn't realize what you did nationally
3: Mm -hmm. yeah we um (laughs) we set some benchmarks for future coldest night organizations to have to hit So very,
1: very proud of
2: our
3: community for that. It was great. The stakes are
2: high because we have to hold our place.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so that's why we need to start talking about this and, and, and get the word out. That really does say a whole lot about this community and the homeless, though, Megan. You and I have talked about this for years and years, and this really was a chance for the community to step forward and do something, and boy, did they ever.
2: Yeah, and I think one of the things that's beautiful about Coldest Night is that it's it's something understandable. It's something like <laughs> people know what it means to be cold, even if they don't understand some of the dynamics of homelessness. And so it's something that people can rally around and uh, be able to um, show up and, and, and be a part of something. And in the process, they learn some things about what is happening in order to get people off the street and get help us work towards a play, a community where no one has to
1: sleep outside and and people were real they they, they were really involved and we we saw that because what, what the final amount was
3: Uh, 166,000
1: okay I was thinking 160 but I thought I think it it went above that Mm -hmm. but I just wonder and we've we've said with with so many other things that happened in the past year I think of like Hesed House and how people got involved in Mm -hmm. that and some of the things Megan when you send out things each week and you know kind of call for action people really seem to be really even more engaged than they already were
2: well I guess our perspective on the ministry that we do is that it's not about come support this nonprofit that's that's carrying the load and doing these these things. We are stronger when all aspects of our community come together to um, our theme this year is weaving a tapestry of love. Mm-hmm. Um, when all aspects of our community come together, and build this safety net of support, and everybody has gifts, and everybody has has something to offer, and it's not just money. It's um, you know, with Hesed House, it was windows donated by Window World. It was it was furniture from Ashley Furniture. It was so many different things that were were. Uh, it was you know, sweat uh, sweat of both our neighbors and and uh, people from. From the community that came and painted and scraped and, and did the things that we needed to do to bring just that one project online and, you know, uh, Coldest Night and, and all the things we do, we really try to leverage the gifts of our community to really uh, create a fabric of of, of who we are and, and who we need to be in caring for some of the most vulnerable folks among us
1: last year for coldest night jill it really was cold it was it was a damp day and it was kind of rain and snow and everything it hadn't been all winter and yet people still really came out that was the thing i just remember everybody kind of bunched together in the tent for the Mm -hmm. kind of the opening ceremony and how people not only gave they they really did show up
3: yeah we had more than 500 i think 572 people last year and <clears throat> watching all the folks like leaving her camp park where we were last year and especially like going down William street like this throng of yeah. people um just clogging all the sidewalks who who care about the work that we do and who care about creating a community where nobody has to sleep outside just seeing those numbers was inspiring definitely for us um and we know we'll we'll hit those same numbers of of walkers and probably more this year and we're looking forward to inviting returners back to coldest night uh and you know new people getting involved it's a really easy thing to just jump right into and get involved um and that's one of the great things about working with coldest night is They just make it simple to sign up. It's free to sign up, and anybody can jump in and start raising money to support the work we do and uh, earn themselves a beanie and and be one of hopefully 600, 700-something people um, on February 24th.
1: We're gonna take a quick break. Come back and talk about how you can uh, how you can sign up and, and, and get involved with this and uh, other things with uh, with uh, Micah, Megan Cotter, and Jill Clare here from Micah. More on News Talk twelve thirty W F V A. We'll be right back.
2: <laughs> Let's face it.
0: Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk twelve thirty. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at W F V A twelve thirty and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host Ted Schubel. Coldest
1: Night of the Year is coming up February 24th in Fredericksburg. Micah Ecumenical Ministries in this morning to talk about it. Jill Claire and uh, Megan Cotter here. Micahfredericksburg.org is uh, for for Micah. But Jill, you just mentioned about how easy it is to sign up for uh, for, for, for Coldest Night. What's what do we have to, what do I what do I have to do to get involved in this?
3: Super simple. Go to cnoy slash Fredericksburg. So that's C N O Y, like coldest night of the Year, dot com slash Fredericksburg. That's our page. And from there, you can read all about the event and how it works. And it is very simple to sign up. When you sign up, you get a little uh, portal that you can log into to use to raise money to go to support the work that mm-hmm. we do at MICA. And um, anybody who signs up, who raises 150 bucks gets the official coldest night of the year beanie. Uh, which changes every year, so if you have last year's cool, make sure you get this year's too. Uh, we just opened the box um, from coldest night, and it's it's these like nice white beanies with like little poofs on them. Oh yeah, yeah. So check out the poofs.
1: <laughs> they were kind of what they were gray kind of they last gray, year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, the, the last years were really nice.
3: Yeah, so these ones are a lot lighter and poofier. <laughs> yeah. So if you're going for poof, and if you're um. If you're a kid, you raise 75 bucks to get a beanie, but you got, you know, we're 40 days out from the event. There's plenty of time to sign up and start fundraising. (coughs) It's free to register. Uh, You just jump in and get your fundraising portal and Coldest Night really does make it easy, gives you a link that you can share with your family and friends on your socials, you know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever makes it really simple. Uh, And that way, you're not just walking to show your your philosophical support, you're also kicking in some fundraising dollars to to help support our work as we go. So super simple. Um, And I will say that the hoodies this year are super nice. Um, You have to raise 500 bucks to get a hoodie. Yeah. And there are only 100 hoodies in the whole country. So you got to be one of the first 100 people to raise 500 bucks, but they are super cool this year. Is so.
1: that what you're wearing today? This
3: is last year's. Last movie. year's. Well, last yeah.
1: year's is really cool.
3: Yeah. the This year's is like this kaleidoscope snowflake thing. Yeah. It's awesome. I uh, hope someone will give me one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> someone. yes
3: <Yeah. laughs> Because there's only 100 in the whole country, so it's like super exclusive. Um, That's so. a
1: great way to do it, though, to get people to- j- Yeah get on to the fundraising mm. instead of just waiting to the last minute
3: go on the website cnoi.com slash Fredericksburg you can see pictures of this very cool hoodie uh and and the beanies too to see what you're going to be getting and read all the details about the event there
1: it's it's kind of like the, the to me this is like because uh the, the great train race you would see, see kids wearing those shirts all around town uh, in 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 the summer that you, all during the cold because I've already I see I see people all around all the time wearing the the, the beanies around mm-hmm. so I can't wait to see the white poofy ones poofy ones yeah
2: well I've seen when in people in Canada like that have been doing this for like you know twelve thirteen years or whatever like they like will line up their different beanies from the different because there's a different uh, yeah. there's a different one every every year so it's.
1: So, <clears throat> Megan, I am sure, and we've talked about this before. I mean, this just was this was stunning about how mm-hmm. the community responded because we always talk about Wiz is a giving community, and it is. We, yeah. We see it time and time again, but there was something about this, whether it was the simplicity or, like you say, just the way that you you made it to where you you could see you could see what what the what the purpose was. But for some reason, boy.
2: Yeah. Well, and I and I think i I like to think um that um that you know the work that Micah has done almost twenty years now mm-hmm. um, has really helped people to see that there are real solutions for um people who are um, are struggling the most that there are there are real possibilities for how we can can do meaningful things to lift people up off the street and help them to live a flourishing life and and so um, I think I, I like to think that um, that that a lot of the things we've done thus far have really shown people the kind of community that we can be, and shown people that that you know no one is um, no one is a lost cause. That everybody has the ability to have some level of um, of safety and uh, sustainability. And and I think the community's showing up to that.
1: This is probably a terrible analogy, but it sort of it just 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 came to me, so I will say it, and you can say no, it's not like that at all, and we'll just move on. <laughs> but as you talked about it, I thought of, and I and I, and I thought a little bit about this when the, the the service that you had late last year over at the the United Methodist Church that that, that area, the 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 All Saints Day program that you and you really focus on people and just how. Over the years, the National Park Service talks about people that were impacted by the Civil War and just how they've changed. It's it's not so much just battles, and it it, it makes it people, and that's really over these years what you've been able to do instead of just talking about the homeless. Oh yeah, you really personalize it or talk about situations.
2: Yeah, I mean I think that's our whole battle cry is um, that that when we see the homeless population as an other group of people, it's a whole lot easier to say, to dismiss it, to move on and go about our lives as if it doesn't affect us. Mm -hmm. But when it's our neighbor, when it's uh, someone um, that has a name, when it's someone who has a story that resonates with somebody else that we know, it's a whole lot less it's a whole lot less possible to move on from it because it all of a sudden affects us. It's all of a sudden our neighbor, our our brother, our sister, our mother, our father that that um, that is affected, and 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 that I think has a lot to do with where um, where you know in addition to creating solutions around homelessness. Um, um and caring for people that end up on the street. I think that's kind of our, our double secret mission per <laughs> yeah. se is helping the community to see a population that often doesn't have a name, that often goes invisible and to see them differently.
1: And so many of them, when you tell stories, they turn mm-hmm. out to be local people that, you know, graduated from local high schools, oh, had yeah. families and had careers and then something happened and that's in that's where you 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 have always talked so eloquently and 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 forcefully about how it's it's a breakdown sure it's it's it's, it's that breakdown of relationships
2: yeah so like we've we've been looking actually a lot more specifically at our data and i want to say like when people come into mica they they will um, you know we ask you know what is your last fixed address or whatever and and, and it, that's a little bit of a loaded question because even if you grew up here and you graduated high school from here and you went somewhere but you came back because your family's here, mm-hmm. your last fixed address is gonna be somewhere else as opposed to here. And so just using that benchmark, you know, there's like 15% of the people that come in that give us a last fixed address that's somewhere other than this region. But we've been analyzing that data a little bit more and we're finding of that 15%, um, more than fifty percent um, uh, came here because their family was here, um, because they grew up here, because there's some kind of connection here. Um, and then when you analyze it a little bit further, um, um, more than fifty percent of the people who give us a last fixed address of somewhere else is from um, is has been here more than ninety days. Thirty percent of which have been here more than two years. So yeah. you know when you really dig into it, like yeah. even when that when you look at that last fixed address number, um, this is our community. It's our people. It's right. very few people that even come from somewhere else, and when they do, they're not they're coming here because there's some kind of a connection here, and this is home. Um, and and again, I, I tend to think when when people say, well. They're not from here, or whatever. It's another way to dismiss mm-hmm. our responsibility as, as community to respond in a way that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that those are that's the, just those numbers. <clears throat> you hear that? I mean, local governments talk about that all the time as a way to dismiss. Mm-hmm. like you say, "Of well, they're not right. here, but they're coming." Yeah, but all or, of a sudden they become our they're our people. <laughs>
2: Around here we argue about whether they're from Stafford or Spotsylvania. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
1: Yes, it's true. <laughs> so that does that changes everything. When all of a sudden, that yes. it is, <laughs> although it won't change. You're right. That that discussion <laughs> continues.
3: <laughs> That's a whole other problem. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: <laughs> but I would think, um, Jill, as we as, as as we talk about this and we talk about just the kind of the day to day work that, that that Micah does to have an event like coldest night just. Gets people more involved in, in in more understanding of what you do in the community and makes it. I, it, I, I it's got to be the, the past year. It has to have been kind of exciting.
3: It definitely has been. We so Micah has always been very connected and very supported by our churches, not just our founding churches, but yeah. a whole <clears throat> bunch of churches in our community, and we feel like coldest night has has helped our outreach to those who want to help who aren't necessarily part of the churches so that other aspects of the community have a really easy way to get involved with the work Um, because it is about the community. You know, it's not about being a member of the church in order to support Micah. We want to, to build and nurture a whole community so that anybody who wants to jump in and help their neighbor can do that. And Coldest Night has been a great way for us to be able to, to have a bigger platform almost and, and speak to the larger community about the work that we do and about, you know, how we get to know our neighbors. Um, one thing that's really cool about, about working with Coldest Night on this is that the Coldest Night folks uh, get it. You know, they work with mm. organizations who are... Who do the work that we do? Um, that's the target. And so their theme this year uh, for the event, for the whole campaign is look closer. Um, and if you go on the coldest Night website, you see a bunch of videos of people experiencing homelessness or who have experienced homelessness, just talking about their story and you know how they got to where they are and what what catastrophic event or what catastrophic loss of relationship you know led to their homelessness and how they're working to get out of it. And that is the exact same kind of thing that Micah does when we're doing our, our Love Your Neighbor videos and telling people stories mm-hmm. with them and for them and alongside them. So, you know, Coldest Night is a great organization to work with because they they get it. And we want to help the community um, get it, you know, get to know the stories of our neighbors and, and how people can end up in a situation like homelessness, and more importantly, how we can help them move through it and move out of it, and what our responsibility is to do that.
1: I'm glad you mentioned love thy neighbor because I was trying to think what was that called? Because that was really effective. Mm-hmm. That yeah. really did show you the the, the, the sort of in the context of these are our these are our neighbors. These mm-hmm. are this is our community.
2: Yeah, and we so coldest night has actually become a part of um, of our bigger. Uh, Love Your Neighbor campaign that is, you know, when we usually kick it, we kick it off on Giving Tuesday and it goes through... Um, roughly Easter, but um, cold, Coldest Night is kind of our culminating event of that, and this time of year I go to a lot of the different churches and we talk about the work we're, we're doing together as the churches of Fredericksburg and that kind of thing. And, you know, come February, which is strategically around Valentine's Day, you know, our when people are thinking about love and different yeah. kinds of love and whatever, um, we will be sharing some of our own stories again of, of folks that have you know we've had the opportunity to be part of their lives and see them get off the street and and go on to some other things so
1: who discovered coldest night did they come to you did you somebody see something in a on somebody's facebook posting or
3: i think god if i remember right they came to us um because they they have been operating this coldest night of the year walk for like something like 15 years but it was in canada. canada yeah in canada uh and so then what two years ago they were starting to really outreach and try to build the event in the united states as well and if i remember right they emailed us and we're like hey you know the work you do seems like it is perfect for uh this kind of event let's talk and we talked and uh and the rest is history, I guess. We ended up being their, their highest ever first-year fundraising organization. So I think they're glad they called us. <laughs> I think so.
1: I think everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Just, just just the knowledge and just to see so many people, at least that I hadn't seen at, at, at MICA kind of events, that oh, were yeah. are involved in various other different, maybe even nonprofits or right. – events downtown well
2: and micah doesn't do we don't do a lot of funding like this is really our only yeah fundraiser per se i mean everything else we do is is a lot more organic and storytelling and Mm -hmm. you know um major givers and things like that and so you know this is really um become kind of that anchor fundraiser that that we needed and the size organization we are you know we were we were we were looking for Mm -hmm. for something like that um and so uh it it really has become something that really as i said it's not just the money it's the exposure and and how it brings other people into the conversation that otherwise wouldn't have wouldn't wouldn't necessarily have a reason to be
1: so you can sign up as an individual Or you can sign up as a team
2: Right, correct so You can um,
3: Anybody can jump in Just sign up without a team Is totally fine Or, if you're very excited uh, You can build your own team um, We also have a lot of churches Who are already signed up Who have their teams That you can jump in on as a member We have a lot of community organizations Like our COC has a team Fajas is building a team mm-hmm. um, They're there's a whole bunch of different teams. Uh, Rotary, the Rotarians uh, have built a team already and are very excited. So you can jump in on those or sign up on your own. Either way is, is the same in terms of how the event works and, and, and where the fundraise dollars go, so it doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, it's just about jumping in there and getting involved, whether you're with a church, with a team, or by yourself with your family and friends, either way
1: cnoy.com slash Fredericksburg
3: that's right remember it
1: and uh, don't wait get involved get, start start fundraising and, and talking about this now I've been kind of disappointed because last year you would see things all over Facebook of where people were posting I haven't seen any of that yet I figure it will it will pick up yeah. but there's going a little bit
3: any yeah. of it you're not looking very hard
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit already so. okay
1: good good cnoy.com slash Fredericksburg yeah. for our coldest night of the year February 24th that's a Saturday in uh, downtown Fredericksburg. More coming up with uh, Jill Claire and uh, Megan Cotter with Micah Ecumenical Ministries, micahfredericksburg.org if you want to find out more about what uh, they're doing around here. We'll be back on news talk 1230 WFA 831.
0: From the Fredericksburg Today online news studios. This is News Talk 1230 wfva Fredericksburg, a Centennial Broadcasting Station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Coldest Night of the Year, our focus this morning with uh, Micah
1: Ecumenical Ministries, Megan Cotter and uh, Jill Clare here from uh, Micah. Micah, Micahfredericksburg.org. But if you want to sign up for Coldest Night of the Year, cnoy.com backslash Fredericksburg, Joe. You were saying that uh, sponsors are needed too.
3: Yes, so it's a great way for businesses to to get their name out there. We definitely anticipate six hundred or seven hundred ish participants night of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great thing about coldest night is that our participants spend so much time on the website beforehand, you know, and so we are definitely seeking sponsors who are supportive of the work that we do, who want to kind of get their name out there. So if you have a business who's interested in sponsorship, don't hesitate to call us. We would love to talk to you about the opportunities available. Right now we have, um, Pathway Realty as a sponsor, um, and we have B one hundred one point five as our media sponsor, and Italian Station as our hot chocolate sponsor. So <laughs> we have a lot of opportunities available for sponsorships.
1: Well, and this kind of goes back, Megan, to what you just said a minute ago. There, you're not doing a whole lot of you don't do a lot of fundraising over the years. So if this is if if Mike is something yeah. that your business or you individually. Yeah. And has your, as your, as, you know, owner or something of your, of your business wants to, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to be associated with Micah. This is it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the only fundraiser of any size that we do. You know, we don't, you know, we don't sell things. We don't have auctions. We don't have black tie dinners. I mean, this mm-hmm. is it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if you yeah. want to get involved, I'm sure it's, it's not too difficult to, to get involved. And, we uh,
2: make
3: it easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so do I just go to Micah Fredericksburg for information on, you know, becoming a media sponsor? Yeah. Or yeah. a sponsor, I mean.
3: Really call us um, so that we can talk about sponsorship opportunities and figure out where we can get your business um, plugged in, what will be the best fit for you in terms of the level. But we would love to have... Plenty of business, plenty of local businesses, just plugged in all over the site. It would be great.
2: And a sponsorship ranges from as low as fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. and as much as ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So there's lots of different ways to plug in and get business names out there.
1: February twenty fourth again is is coldest night of the year, and we would look at it, we say, "Oh, that's a, that's a ways off, but it'll be here before you know it."
3: It will. That is, uh, we are forty days out from event night. Um, and remember it is a, a nighttime walk, um, not a run, not a timed race. It's Mm -hmm. a nighttime walk and that's intentional so that like walkers, as they're bundling up in the cold and going out for their 5k, they're thinking about, you know, what it would be like if they were sleeping outside on a night like this, if they didn't have a place to go. Uh, and so that's why it's a nighttime walk. And we think that's a really powerful part of, of the whole coldest night event.
1: Is it the same path, same path you took last year?
3: It's roughly the same path. We have a different start location. Don't don't a hundred percent carve this in stone, but ninety nine percent will be starting from Riverfront Park this year rather than Her Camp. Um, so, because the start location is different, yeah, the, a
1: little bit different. The
3: map's a bit different, obviously, but we are still walking past our nine founding Micah churches, um, so that we can highlight the work that. That they do with us, you know, make it possible <clears throat> for us to do. So we'll still be do- still be doing that and still be going up that long hill on uh, College Ave yeah. or towards College Ave. So, um, you know, be training in advance now for that long hill. Uh, so roughly the same. It'll be it'll be a good time.
1: It's been interesting because Megan, you mentioned going and talking to ch- to uh, to churches, and I always find out a lot of times you'll go to a church. Some in Spotsylvania or just, just around around the area and people will say to me, you know, the you know, the lady from Micah that you know you know, spoke at our church.
2: Yeah. And
1: so I do hear that you get around doing that.
2: Yeah. So this time of year I um I go um usually January, February, sometimes into March, I go to the nine Micah churches. But there are often times where um a church um, you know, as far away as King George, this Spotsylvania Stafford will invite me mm-hmm. to come and um, sometimes it's a moment for mission and, and other times that, you know, I get, um, you know, I, I get the opportunity to, to bring the message for the day. And, and so, um, yes, oftentimes I, I do end up in different churches on, on, on Sunday and um, enjoy connecting people with in, uh, in that way
1: com backslash fredericksburg for a coldest night of the year again it's february 24th get involved and uh f- if you're interested in uh, becoming a sponsor uh check with uh with with micah about that couple other things uh, and then we'll come back to this before we get out of here this morning but uh, women's shelter for, yeah. for the for the cold for cold weather is is something new this year
2: yeah so um Pre-pandemic, we uh, had um, for many many years uh, ran the shelter from 750 Kings Highway, Mm -hmm. um, and it is a building that's that's meant for um, for under 40, and we um, have uh, have had historically just said you know like everybody you know we're not going to turn anybody away we don't want anybody freezing to death and um, on very very cold nights it could get to be very um, a lot of people in a smaller space and so um with the um during the pandemic as you know we sheltered people in hotels and functionally we were a community where no one had to sleep outside and so coming off the pandemic we began to think about kind of how we do that differently and really what um not just uh, not just getting people out of the cold but creating a safe humane space for people really look like and so um, we were able, with the help of the local governments, to get a little bit of additional money to uh, supplement the um, existing shelter with hotels and and whatnot. But um, all in all, you know, we we find that and um, one of the just unexpected things that has come with fl- inflation, or whatever, like even the ho- the cost of hotels has has gone up, and yeah. so. So just all things considered, we began talking about what would it be to just create adequate shelter space. And um, generally speaking, there's 8 to 12 women that come to the 750 Kings Highway location. And we decided this year that if we could pull those women out of there, then it would allow the men who are there to spread out more and also give the women a better place to shelter. And Mm so we were able to um, secure... um, on Saturday uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday um, we use the common ground meeting house as women's shelter and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday we use Fredericksburg United Methodist Church as a uh, space for for women um, to to come in and, and have shelter um, and we have we have cots and and we set up um, and then we take down and, and and it's as if we've never been there. And so um, we are um, uh, uh, one of the really um, <laughs> somewhat frightening but but beautiful things I think that has has happened as we have found more women than we were expecting have yeah. been willing to come in and I think what we're finding is that is that um, the the volume of people, the trauma that comes from, from homelessness and circumstances that there's a lot of research out there about women as a hidden version of, of homelessness. That there's oftentimes you know, fewer p- women that show up on the radar um, because they might find places to be, but they're not necessarily safe places. And we have had as many as 20 Women that have sought shelter in the um, in the spaces that we've been providing, and it's really gotten us thinking about what it is that we um, may be needing for shelter of the future. Yeah, because um, it seems like there's a lot of gain in being able to separate the the genders in uh, in different spaces, um, and really, you know, shedding a light on you know what the need is and being able to create adequate space for it.
1: Well, wow, interesting. You may have found a that there's a need that you didn't realize
3: to do something like this.
1: Wow. The the other thing, and we'll we we'll, we've done we'll we'll do um, longer shows on this as especially as as it picks up. But uh, the Jeremiah community mm-hmm. continues to move forward. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's really like exciting. As I said during break, it's getting real. Yeah, um, we are probably about a month out from filing for a rezoning. Um, we are attending a, a city council work session uh, here soon to have some preliminary dialogue with city council about our plans. Um, the um, the um, we um, have some draft plans and um, are are gearing up to meet with the community um, up there here in a couple weeks to get some um, you know get some some feedback and make sure that they understand you know what it is that we're trying to do but you know all in all um, you know as we've we've talked it's a it's a um, campus per se of. Um, of uh, small homes, um, some duplexes that are built uniquely to minimize the shared wall, um, and also um, uh, an 80-unit a apartment building built by Virginia Supportive Housing, as well as a health center that will serve not just our folks, but also the existing community up there, um, a vocational center, a maker space, a chapel, and, and a community center just with all the things that the people who live there and nearby will, will need in order to live a flourishing life. And so we're, we're getting really excited about um, really getting through the logistical process to be able to, um, to you know, hopefully break ground by next year.
1: Wow. After all the, I mean, we we really have, to, we have to, we've we've yeah. done so many shows and, and talked about it. There have been different. You've had different things, or different uh, rallies, or you know, community kind of events. To have this now that you're sitting down with you know with with, with city council and talking about it, it does yeah. become very real.
2: Yeah, it's going to happen, and um, and. And I really think that the, you know, this community is ready for it. The, the thing I like to remind people is that we are not L.A., we are not D.C., we're not New York City, you know, we're not even Richmond. We are, with one sizable project, we can functionally end street homelessness in our community. Um, and we can be an example for how communities come together to take care of um, their least important person.
1: It probably already is, but it. it Micah should just should be a, a great encouragement to a lot of communities, no matter the size. Yeah. That we can do something.
2: Yeah, and and that's I think homelessness because of all the unknowns, not just the unknown people, but like all of the complexity that that comes around it. I think homelessness. Is really an anomaly to to a lot of people. It feels so overwhelming from the outside, and so, you know, what I what I I like to think that the work we're doing is helping show you know our community, but lots of communities mm. that when you bring the right people together um, and you really be community, you can you can do the things you need to do to make sure that you have a um, you have a a bottom of society that 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 doesn't have to be so much that doesn't have to include so much suffering
1: and i I think a lot of it too goes back to to you and just educating the community and not letting the community use the same old tired phrases or you at different times you've you've said to me or you've said just even publicly in meetings you know you won't you know it's a you know there's a you know no it's not like that this is what we're you know we can do this
2: yeah i mean as we've talked a little bit today like you know those are excuses you know they like there's um there is no reason especially in a community the size of fredericksburg with the number of people that we have that are displaced there's no reason that we have to have people on the street and um it doesn't matter the mistake they've made the, it doesn't matter the 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 layers of complexity that they have in their lives like, that you know we have to join with them we have to join with God and in, in trying to pull together the, the the people and the and the things and the resources to to really lift up the bottom.
1: I just think every time I go by Hesed House in the city, I yeah. think of just in a, and then that's just in a small part of what you know all that you're doing with Jeremiah Community. But that place just looks terrific. Yeah. It really, I mean, it just looks better and better and better. And yeah. I just think see, that. See, we got the parking lot paved. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's why. Yeah. It's just totally, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's like a new place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that is a, that is a really uh, cool example of, of um, you know, some of the things that we can do when uh-huh. people come together um, to make, you um, um, to take something that is often written off and and dismissed and and turn it into something that is useful and beautiful. I mean I think we have really enjoyed there are there are 14 people that are not on the street in this very cold week that are that have housing plans identified that <laughs> are staying in a place that they, um, they're they're warm and safe and stable and getting some of the support they need um, until housing can ide- be be identified for them, and you know that's 14 less people that that are, are in um, are on the street and at the cold weather shelters. So yeah, um, we have really enjoyed what we have learned from from that. Um, you know, and our, our I think. The pandemic taught us a lot about how hotel hotel sheltering can make a difference for people, and um, um, I think that's I think that's some of the things that that we'll see a lot of um, in the future around the country.
1: Yeah, no, you talk you talk about redevelopment. That's just yeah. just uh, that that whole area is just. Yeah totally totally changed yeah micafredericksburg.org to get involved and find out more about the work of uh, micah micafredericksburg.org megan cotter and jill clare here we'll wrap it up we're going to come back and uh, talk again about coldest night of the year and how we can all get involved on News Talk 1230 WFVA.
0: This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host. Schubel,
1: Megan Cotter, and Jill Claire here this morning from uh, Micah Ecumenical Ministries, micahfredericksburg.org. Coldest night of the year, though. Jill is coming up on the uh, February the twenty fourth, and here we go again. You're anytime I saw you last year after this event, I always would just think, well, that's that's Jill. She's at Micah, but she's you know, you're like Miss Coldest Night of the Year. <laughs>
3: Yes, oh that's weird that's like a miss america thing. yes oh, you know what i'll take it
1: <laughs> just because we did so much for that that month and after it was over i did feel like you and clay we and i we we had we did some just some of the, the just some of the best videos and it just turned out to be such a great event
3: yeah and we we loved it so it's cnoy. dot com slash Fredericksburg, as you remember me saying from last year many times. Um, <clears throat> oh, you were good at it, I, and I, <laughs> I let
1: you do it. And that's, even when I did it today a couple of times, I thought I should. I don't have chilled do this because this is this is her thing.
3: Yeah, we are we are forty days out, so it's um, it's what we will be talking about definitely for the next forty days uh, for sure. And winter is such a big a big thing for Micah. You know, we do coldest night. We do the Love your neighbor campaign and we're running the cold weather shelter. so we we stay busy. this is the time of year when we want to encourage the community to think about homelessness when it is this cold outside. you know it's a snowy morning. What if you were waking up in a tent outside and, and the outside yeah. of your tents covered in frost so so think about that. This is our time to really really talk to our community about what our neighbors experience and coldest night is part of that.
1: Just to get everybody together, too, on that Saturday before the walk happened. And just to be able to talk about Mike and talk about those those kinds of things, I think, was 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 powerful. Because I remember I was just, as, as I walked along part of the route, you, you do think about that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 500-something people all thinking about it at once and all walking to, to do our part to put a stop to it. That's what Coldest Night is about and one of the things that, that, that Mike is always thinking about
1: get a beanie again this year
3: oh yeah and raise 150 dollars to get your your beanie aka toque. if you're from canada mm-hmm. i get, get to learn q u e t o q <laughs> oh okay i didn't know oh, yeah. that that's what the canadians call beanies apparently so you get to learn cool canadian slang when you're <laughs> when you're working with this night 150 um and you get that on event night so you'll be surrounded by a sea of other people wearing beanies hopefully like 600 people will we'll rock it again this year um and if you're a kid if you're under 18 then you raise 75 dollars to get one of those beanies and they're nice little um little white ones with little poofies on them this yeah. year uh, so we will be very visible this year
1: well, and the, the funny thing was to, to see so many people, to see, see a lot of really well-known people in this area who you wouldn't think of wearing a beanie were <laughs> out there wearing beanies.
3: Yeah. So I mean, it was a yeah. thing. The mayor was there and said some <clears> words and, and had her beanie on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, again, it is, it is a February the 24th. And sponsorships, if you want to be a sponsor... For this and, and and get your your business involved and aligned with Micah this is your ch- this is your chance
3: definitely uh, so give us a call at Micah for sponsorship opportunities or send me an email at Micah but walkers participants can register cnoy.com slash Fredericksburg it is super easy to sign up and get involved
1: and if you what for five hundred dollars you get a a a, a hoodie but th- th- those are those are really limited
3: they are very exclusive so uh there are only 100 coldest night of the year hoodies in the whole country so the first 100 people to raise 500 dollars receive that hoodie i am wearing mine from from last year which was a gift because I didn't raise a single dollar, like, technically, <laughs> you uh,
1: did too. <laughs> I think you raised a little bit.
3: <laughs> but mine was a gift from someone else.
1: Um, what? One more time, the the uh, the the uh, web address to get more information.
3: Cnoy dot com slash Fredericksburg.
1: Jill Claire and uh, Megan Cotter with Micah Ecumenical Ministries. Coldest night of the year is uh, February twenty fourth. Thank you both. We'll talk again real soon about this. Thanks. That's it. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. See you in the morning.
0: Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Focused on Fredericksburg.